This is Trex in Sci-Fi. Hello and greetings, everyone. This is Rico, and this is Trex in Sci-Fi, show 775 for June 7th, 2020. Yes, I I took a week off last week. I, I kind of really wasn't in the mood to do a podcast. Even this week's a little tricky. Uh, also, I, I was thinking about putting up a rerun or, or, or something or the other. But anyway, never got around to it. Uh, but uh, so two weeks ago, I did a, that video cast about upcoming movies for the rest of the year, basically. So I took a week off and I am back this week a little bit, um, a little bit tired out. Uh, we were Lynn and I, my wife and I were just out in our backyard a, a good part of uh, late morning and early this afternoon doing a lot of yard work. And we have this area in the back of our yard that's kind of overgrown that's kind of gotten out of control in the last few years and I said darn it we're gonna go out uh, and and try to chop some of that down and we did <laughs> filled up about oh I don't know six seven eight maybe about eight lawn type bags of branches and and it's this really prickly stuff that was just ugh, ugh. anyway enough about yard work um, so what I'm going to do this week, uh, a couple of things. It's going to be just kind of a casual show, kind of tell you what's been going on with me the last couple of weeks, kind of where my head is at with everything going on in the world. Um, give you a little update on what's going on in Michigan and, and what I've been watching and, and all that stuff. So, and uh, a couple other things. I, I, I think this week, towards the end of the show, I'm going to comment a little bit more directly about some things going on in the world. I, I don't do that much. Um, but, um, it's just hard to ignore some of the stuff that's happening, but I'm going to try to keep it, um, in a way upbeat, we'll call it, I guess, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I hope so. I hope it's enjoyable at least or interesting. So I hope all of you are doing well and, uh, let's uh, do the show. Hello everyone. And welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, folks, again, welcome, welcome. Appreciate all of you. Always appreciate all of you. You guys are, are fantastic. I hope everybody's staying safe and well. That's still, you know, that stupid darn virus still out there, still around, even though a lot of places have opened things up. Um, but, um, you know, be careful as best you can. You know, limit limit what you can do or limit what you can do. Limit um, your, you know, visits or contact with others as much as you can. I know it's getting... <laughs> I know after months of this, everybody, I think, thought, oh, maybe a month, maybe two. And now we're at, you know, like, I think I started being home from and working at home about mid-March. So April, May. So I'm about three months in now, uh, approximately, going on three months. About another another week and a half or so, it'll be about three months of, of working out of the house and not really going very very much. We have gone over just recently to see my son, my grandson, Bryson. Uh, we were all together last weekend for like the first time in, well, since before this all started. Um, even though they live pretty close to us, maybe yeah, 15 minute drive. Um, we've avoided each other as much as possible. Everyone's been staying pretty self-contained, self, um, I don't know, self-isolated, whatever you want to call it. But um, you never know. So I think truthfully, my son is more worried about us getting it than than I'm more worried about the little guy. I, I you know, I don't want the the little guy to get anything, and I don't care. I there's um, I don't know, but um, but we're all fine, and yeah, so everything's going good health wise. Uh, still, uh, Michigan, the status is you know our, our our level of our cases have have definitely gone down uh, to the point where. I think it's tomorrow, starting tomorrow here, that that you can actually go to bars and restaurants are going to be back open with, I think it's a 50% capacity in the in those places. This is Michigan. 
And I think like a week later, finally, um, like barbershops and salons will be open. I, I don't know when movies are going to open. Uh, that's one of the ones I really want to know when movies are going to be back open. Although there isn't much to see, as I talked about the last time on the video cast, um, which is over at Vimeo.com forward slash Trekkie. No, right? Treks and Sci-Fi. I can never remember. I'll look it up in a minute. But it's Trekkie or Treks and Sci-Fi. Um, but uh, I think it's Trekkie. And I think uh, Patreon. Patreon is patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi if you want to donate to the show each each month a small amount um so anyway the video cast yeah so i think they're the the only time we're going to get any movies that i probably would really want to go out to see won't be until next month in july anyway there's the uh, couple movies tenant uh coming out christopher nolan's tenant movie and t-e-n-e-t and then i think mulan i think disney's live action mulan comes out towards the end of End of July, and we're still supposed to be getting Wonder Woman, the new Wonder Woman movie, in in uh, in August, which to me is is great. I mean, we will have a couple of summer movies, uh, it looks like, and depending on how movies uh, go, I you know I I'm sure they're going to be lower capacities allowed in the theaters, so we'll see how that all works out. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the state of the whole virus stuff here in Michigan. I'm actually kind of surprised, you know, we were really staying locked down and now it seems to have lessened up pretty quickly in short order. I mean, we were on like what I thought was infinite lockdown. <laughs> I still couldn't even really go in and pick up my comics. The comics have come come back. Well, that's one thing I wanted to comment on. I might as well do it here. Um, yeah, the, we have had some new comic books, uh, weekly comic books coming out the last couple of weeks. But the big news that came out a few days ago is that um, Diamond, which has basically been the monopoly leader or only source of distribution for comics for years and years and years, they have uh, DC Comics, who does you know the things like Superman, Batman, Justice League, all that side of the comic book world. Uh, DC uh, has broken ties or has separated a little away from Diamond. I think they're going to still distribute for DC through July. But basically going forward, DC is going to be using a different distribution per place, um, whatever you want to call it, company um, for getting their comics from basically uh, publication, from publishing them to the individual comic shops. And I'm still someone who reads comics each week or likes to pick up a paper copy, read it, and so on. I read some stuff digital, um, but um, but yeah, that's a big uh, thing. And it's it's a lot of the comic book sites, the, the comic book forum groups on uh, Facebook. A lot of places have been kind of reacting to this. Some people going as far as saying, oh, it's going to you know destroy the comic industry. It's going to destroy Marvel. All these other crazy ideas. I, I don't I don't see I mean it's gonna be a change. It's gonna take a few months for things to settle. Um I don't know what Marvel, you know, I'm not sure if Diamond, you know, they're they're basically Diamond is saying they can keep going even without DC. You know, I I, I don't know. I mean, I think they've been struggling financially for a while and they lose uh, a good chunk of their business. I I don't know. We'll see. You know, this is it's more than just what happened with the virus uh, and they were down for a while. Diamond basically stopped or they essentially refused to distribute comics for, for a good couple of months. Um, who knows what would have happened? Maybe DC and Marvel would have stopped publishing them, but basically diamond said, Hey, we're not going to, we're not going to ship comics around. We don't want to do that. And that basically made it uh, the decision for Marvel and DC that, you know, well, I guess we can't print stuff and put things out if we don't have a distributor. So I think there's there's a little bit of um, why this ended up happening with DC, but I think there's they've had problems. And, and most of the comic shops I've dealt with and people that I talk to in comic shops and, and uh, online, Diamond has had a lot of troubles for a long time. They've been difficult to work with, to say the least. Comic shops don't seem to like them very much. Um, they're, they're not very responsive uh, to problems with you know shipments and all, all kinds of stuff over the years let's say and and I think most people think part of that is just they controlled the whole business you know they, they were the guy and and they kind of had a monopoly when it came to distributing comics 
And when you're in that kind of position, you kind of have a lot of power. And uh, I think the, I think DC and Marvel just, you know, they've dealt with it for a long time. I'm sure that Marvel's probably not super happy with, with Diamond and, and who knows what's going to, what the future is going to hold. Maybe it's going to go to a smaller, you know, each distributor type of thing, you know, two or three or four to get all these comics. And there's a lot of smaller book, um, smaller comic book uh, publishers out there besides DC and Marvel. Those are obviously the big ones. Image is pretty big too, but there's, there's uh, Top Cow, there's Dynamite, there's, there's a whole bunch of other smaller ones. One of the things I know this impacts comic shops is the more distributors they have that they have to deal with probably cost them more money. When it was just mostly diamond, getting them all their product, you know, one big box or multiple boxes would come from them. And I think they get, they could save on shipping and it was easier, you know, kind of like one-stop shopping, you know, and easier to deal with one place, even if it wasn't the best than, um, than it would be to deal with like three, four or five different distribution places. So, but that's that's what's happened. So that's um, for those I know that maybe not that interested in the last few minutes of what I said, because if you're not that interested in comics, it's probably like, ah, eh, who cares? And, and so many comic book readers I, I know have kind of gone digital, and they've um, some comics uh, they've uh, they've moved to digital only too. Not the big books, but there's some kind of third level, I'll call it or so, lesser, even by Marvel and DC. I think it's mostly, uh, well, I think there's a little bit of both, some digital only stuff. But um, yeah, we'll see how this all plays out. I mean, I, I sure hope that comics kind of come through this and then come out stronger in the end. Um, one of the things that I feel that about comics rate, you know, two or three things that I'll comment on is one, I a lot of these publishers have gone to what's called double shipping, to, to getting two issues a month instead of one. I, I've read comics a very long time, many, many, many years, and and was very used to the model of uh, uh, one per month. And obviously, you can make more money um, when they when they come out only only uh, or sorry when they come out when you put out two books a month, right? You're kind of doubling your profit um, in a way. Uh, although a lot of people feel that that's hurt quality of comics. I have a mixed bag. I'm okay with a few books coming out twice a month, but both of the publishers seem to have really pushed a lot of books into that. And plus you have some of the big characters like Batman, Spider-Man, Superman having multiple books, multiple titles, right? Uh, the big one for Batman, for example, is Batman. There's one just called Batman and there's one called Detective Comics. That, that I think both right now still come out twice a month each or once things get going again. Although I I thought I heard, was it Marvel or DC? I thought I heard one of the publishers was going to go to once per month for a lot of books. Um, and then on the Marvel side, you have things like Avengers, Spider-Man uh, that, that have come out, uh, ac- the big X-Men books. Those, a lot of those books have been coming out twice a month. So um point is is that there's a lot of comic content coming out monthly more than ever and I partly wish that it was less I, I wish that we had better quality and and less quantity I, I've, I've I'm probably reading and buying more comics than I ever have I mean they've been pretty good uh, books that I don't that don't interest me after a little while I will drop but there, there's some books that are like on my, I have sort of like two levels on my list. There's the ones that I will always probably read. Amazing Spider-Man, Batman, and so on. But um, but there's a lot of secondary books that I've been reading in the last few years that I didn't used to read the second title. Like Superman, I'll, I'll read, but I don't really, I hadn't really been reading action. And I would read Batman, but I didn't really read Detective Comics. But now I've been reading both. So with books that are, you know, even just those four books... You know, with twice a month, what is that? Two, four, um, uh, eight, right? Two different titles, or sorry, four titles total twice a month. That's eight books just for Batman and Superman. So as you can see, a lot of content. So we'll see how this all works out. Uh, I'm happy that the comics are back. Uh, I, I missed them when they were gone. It would have been a nice thing to have over the the months being inside, you know, my comic shop the last few weeks when they've been back, they've been doing curbside where they bring the comics out to you. You kind of pay over the phone and it's very safe. I mean, I, I don't think anyone's going to get sick from anything that way. And we're wearing masks even then. So 
But yeah, the comic industry, a lot of a lot of changes. And speaking of comics, actually, let's see, we're about 15 minutes into the show. I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to come back. I'll talk about what I've been watching recently on TV. Uh, and then um, and then we'll segue into uh, some commentary on on some other recent uh, events going on in, in the United States that I, I, I definitely want to talk about a little bit. And, and how it relates to sci-fi and, and Star Trek especially. And and you guys, I'm sure, know what I'm talking about already. But we'll talk about that towards later in the show. But I'll be back in a moment after this. And we'll talk about what I've been watching on the all this crazy amount of streaming services there are now. Hey, this is Ethan Phillips from Star Trek Voyager. And you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. All right, I am back. Let's see what's been going on, what I've been watching. Um, let's mention a couple of things. Uh, I'm really happy. Uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is it Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I think it's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? You would put an S on the end of that, I think. But um, really been uh, glad that's back. Uh, I enjoyed that show ever since it's been on. I think, um, excuse me, uh, the... Um, I think it's as it's grown, the characters have become a lot more interesting. I mean, they were always pretty interesting, but it's it's really turned into a bit of a crazy, wacky show. I mean, they've used uh, time travel, uh, LMDs, you know, life model decoys, like you know, basically android robots. A lot. Um, it's gone well beyond just being sort of this uh, Marvel TV, you know, spinoff from the movies. And even in the beginnings, it wasn't really like that. I mean, they were their own uh, thing. I, I I love Coulson. Clark Gregg as Coulson is just, I, I think he's just so great. I, I, I kind of miss the fact that we didn't get to see him in the movies at all, especially the last ones. Maybe he'll show up again sometime, but he he's just so cool about everything. I don't know how to describe it, but even when I saw him in the first Avengers movie, I don't know. I've just always loved Coulson. He's just the everyman kind of. He 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 he's up with you know people with powers and superheroes around him, but it doesn't really phase him. And and he and he's just he's a great leader. Uh, I just I just can't say enough about how how much I like Coulson. Uh, and, and this season is kind of interesting because they are doing some time travel stuff. It's in the previews, so that that's interesting. And maybe you know maybe we'll get some cameos or something. I know they're going to have one of the actors um, from the Peggy Carter show in in an episode or more. I don't know how many, but um, the um, I'm not sure if we'll get to see uh, Peggy Carter or not. But uh, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm happy that's back. Um, we we wrapped up the CW shows for the season. The last one to finish up, um, well, Batwoman and Supergirl um, finished up. And then uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow. I guess one comment about Batwoman. It's been re- reported. It's it's official. But Ruby Rose, who played Batwoman, is, is left the show. And uh, you may have already probably heard about this. But if you follow the CW stuff. And now the story is, or the word on the Internet, you know, because, boy, you can believe everything on there. But um, it's hard to say the reasoning behind why she left. It's starting to sound a little bit like, I mean, she got a little hurt doing some stunts. So I'm wondering if she was a little uncomfortable continuing. I, no one will really ever probably know for sure unless she at some point completely um, has some kind of interview where she, she spells out why. Um, I, I kind of think there was probably part of it. I, I would think doing an, you know a television show and acting and getting pretty hurt or potentially you know being worried that you might get more hurt uh, you know, and she's fairly young. I mean, you know, that's you got to think about that kind of stuff. So, um, but the the word now is that they're going to probably create a new character to be Batwoman. Um, whether they'll use another like um, character from the Batman universe uh, to to put the Batwoman costume on, or will they just create a brand new character we've never ever heard of or seen before? Who, who knows? No one really knows. Um, but it, it doesn't look like, it doesn't seem like it's going to be, uh, her character's name on the show is Kate Kane. She's supposed to be the cousin of Bruce Wayne. Um, it doesn't appear they're going to just slide in a new actress playing the same character. I, I think that's the probably wise move. I think it's a little weird. I mean, I can't remember the last show. <laughs> I got to go a long way back 
to uh, to older shows, even shows like in the 60s. I can't remember the last show where they would bring in where they brought in a new actor to play. Uh, I, I guess, well, I don't really count Doctor Who because that Doctor Who has a setup for that within the show, right? So let's let's not say, you know, except for like Doctor Who, I'm trying to think of uh, where basically an actor came in to play this exact same role, um, you know, and replace somebody who'd been playing it a while. I, they they just don't really do that. It's It's a little jarring and it's a little weird. Even though she only played Batwoman for a season, um, I think this is probably the smart move to do. So we'll see what that, how that all turns out. Uh, you know, I I thought the first season was pretty good. Um, I think it was a little rocky in places. I think it needs a little tighter and better writing. I thought the villain, you know, her sister on the show is basically who it is. Uh, Alice, they call her. Um, I thought she was great. Um, she, uh, you know, she was really good. I thought she was really strong. I thought it might have been an interesting twist if she took over as Batwoman. That, that's one thing that popped into my mind is, is would it be an interesting twist if for some reason, you know, her, her sister takes over? I, I think that would have been a bit of a stretch, but um, but we'll see. Yeah, how that works out. Um, uh, Supergirl, it, it ended OK, I guess. I don't I don't really I don't really feel like this last season of Supergirl was one of the stronger ones. Um, the whole little VRI thingies and all that jazz. I also don't really care for how much Lex Luthor has become, um, the, the villain and being, being involved in Supergirl. I, I have a feeling that's going to change cause they're going to do a Superman show, um, soon with Superman and Lois. Uh, I, I'm sure that, uh, I think it, it's, I think John Cryer does a good job as, as Lex Luthor, but I think his his nemesis should always be Superman, not Supergirl. Basically, um, I got I get why they brought him in. It's interesting, but I think it's been I, I I'm glad that Superman the TV show is coming again, so that we can pull Lex over to that more and, and other things. Um, and then uh, the the one show that I really loved uh, the last few episodes of DC Legends of Tomorrow, really strong, really good, really fun, really kooky. They had this great, uh, the, I think it was the second to the last episode of the season, this sort of parody kind of episode in a way where the legends were all in different um, TV shows, kind of like uh, alternate versions of reality that were going on. I'm not going to explain everything that was happening, but there was a version of the show Friends they were in, and there was also a version of a, of a TV show like Star Trek that they were stuck in. And that was a lot of fun. They, they did a good job with that. The uniforms looked pretty good. The, the sets were not bad. So they did a nice job with sort of spoofing Trek and and putting the uh, the legends in that I- environment. So uh, so that's uh, so and I'm working my way through season two uh, of uh, Project Blue Book. Um, I wrapped up upload on on Amazon Prime, which is great, which was a lot of fun and. Um, I just watched, uh, if you guys get Apple TV, Mythic Quest. Uh, I've talked about it, I think, briefly. They did a special episode uh, uh, during like the quarantine that was sort of set over different cameras, like they were all having kind of a Zoom call. Uh, I know other things have done that, but uh, if you've watched that show or if you haven't, uh, I, I would hi- hi- can't talk all of a sudden. Uh, I highly recommend if you like gaming, if you like quirky gaming type things like the old um, Felicia Day project called The Guild, uh, I highly recommend watching Mythic Quest. A lot of fun. Great cast. Uh, and that and that episode about the quarantine was really, really well done. One of the better episodes, I feel like, that has addressed kind of what it was like to be locked down. Like one of the the, the 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 main kind of code uh, guru, you know, who wrote a lot of this, it, it's set in a game studio around sort of like a World of Warcraft kind of game. And Poppy, who's the programmer, she's uh, the head programmer. Uh, she kind of basically had kind of a little bit of a breakdown being in quarantine so long. And and, and it was de- dealt with on the on this little, you know, half hour comedy show pretty well. And one of the guys went over to her her place and you know, basically reassured her everything's gonna be okay. Kind of gave her a hug with a mask on, you know, but I, it, it was good. It was nice. And, uh, you know, a show that's kind of goofy and strange and, and wacky to put a nice little moment in it like that. And then there's a cool thing they do at the end, kind of like an incredible machine thing where they all set up a little, um, 
thing going off in their individual house, and then it kind of carries on to the next person and the next person. Uh, but yeah, Mythic Quest, check that out. Uh, that that's really good. I, I really enjoy it. I um, finishing got a couple episodes of Dispatches from Elsewhere. Um, Jason Siegel, is that how you say his name? Kind of his show. It's a it's a really weird, quirky show. Can't really describe it, but um, it's it's good. I, I like it a lot. Sally Field's in it too. So I mean, Sally Field, you know, come on. Um, so I've been kind of working my way through that. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, I finally watched. Um, I finally watched this movie last night from a couple of years ago, Annihilation, with Natalie Portman, um, and uh, and Poe Dameron's in it too. Oscar Isaac, right? Um, really weird little movie. Truthfully, it was okay. I, I wouldn't call it amazing or anything like that. Um, but um, I, I'm glad I watched it. it. It's on. I think it's on a couple different streaming services. Hulu. Um, I think that's where I watched it. I think it's on Amazon Prime too. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad I watched that finally. And uh, what else? Got a couple of amazing stories uh, to watch still. Uh, and that's on, uh, hard to keep track of all this. That's on Apple, I think. Oh, excuse me. Uh, just drank some pop. And uh, that's what we call uh, soda in, in the north. We call it pop. Uh, and... Whoa, there was something else. Oh, yeah. The, the other thing, obviously, I want to talk about a bit is um, HBO Max. Uh, HBO Max came out. Uh, yeah, this, you know, Max version of HBO. And uh, it while it's okay, there's, there's not a lot of original content yet on there. I mean, you've got the HBO movies and their old series. You have all the Big Bang Theory. For some reason, that's on HBO Max. Um, oh, one cool thing they're doing on there is they're doing a, uh, they've got new Looney Tunes episodes. I mean, who would have thought somebody would do some new Looney Tunes? I've watched a couple of them so far. That's fun. Um, so if, you, if you've if you got HBO, you might have HBO Max. It depends on who how you're getting your HBO. I, I, I switched over to getting it through Hulu, which basically gives me, you know, HBO Now or whatever it's called and HBO Max. I mean, it gives you, it's all in a combined service now, one app essentially. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, they're going to, they're going to do some more original content, but I think it got messed up from the virus when productions shut down. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, um, that's out there. HBO max now. So geez, HBO max, Hulu, DC universe, Disney plus, uh, Hulu. Did I already mention that? I think I did Apple TV. Uh, it, you know, just, just so much. CBS All Access, right? Oh, CBS is going to have some new Twilight Zone episodes this month. Looking forward to that. Um, obviously, Picard, the next season of that, has been delayed. I don't think I'm going to start shooting until the fall. Uh, Discovery, I think, season three of that has, they finished uh, filming it. I think they got finished filming before things got shut down, but a lot of the post-production got delayed. I'm hoping maybe by the fall we're going to have that. I, I don't know. I've not heard much about um, that. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I've been watching. Uh, there's still plenty of content, you know, even without um, – who knows if fall shows will come back right in the fall or not or if they're going to get delayed. Uh, I would think a lot of production places are going to probably start getting going maybe by July, I would hope and think. So that should get shows back on the air by maybe October for fall television for for those that watch that as as shows air instead of uh, you know streaming them later on. So, all right, let's take another break and then I'm going to come back. We're going to get a little more serious, I think, and talk a little bit about some some of this current stuff going on in the world and and how kind of Star Trek and 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 uh, how um, what I'm my I guess thoughts and opinions on it all are and. Uh, share a few things uh, from my side and uh, well, we'll see. You'll, you'll hear in a, in a couple of moments. So I'll be right back. I'm Jen and I'm Angela from the Anomaly Podcast. And you're listening to Tracks and Sci-Fi. Okay, folks, I am back. All right. Uh, so uh, obviously I've been leading to uh, talk a little bit about this 
you know, what happened with uh, the unfortunate uh, thing that happened with George Floyd and the police. And it's just um, and, and, you know, he's obviously just the latest situation of police and and black people having, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't even really know how to begin to talk about this because it's it's so bizarre and so disappointing and so uh, it's. You know, it's the year 2020. I, I I would hope and think that that we're why are we not better than this at this stage? I just, you know, I grew up watching Star Trek, and I'm gonna try to relate this a little bit to that. I'm gonna play a couple of classic uh, some clips that Trek has dealt with race over the years, from uh, you know from the original series up through other series. But and I'm not gonna really, I'm not gonna really labor on this too long. I think. I would think and hope that most people listening to Treks and Sci-Fi um, are open-minded people that they're, they 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 don't see people um, who who are, happen to look different than they look, a different color, from a different country, whatever. I've traveled a lot of the world. I grew up in Detroit, uh, you know, uh, and not to not to age myself too much, but Detroit back in the day and still continues to this day. Um, it's obviously a, it has a has a has a very large black population. Um, some people are very poor has a lot of has has a lot of crime, um, and 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 had has had a lot of problems over the years. And uh, you know I've known through work through school, uh, all aspects of my life, a lot of people, black people in, in different areas and different levels of education, whether they were neighbors or, or people that I was in school with or, or people that I worked with. And, and I mean, I can absolutely say for certain, I have never, I, you know, became very, very, very friendly with, especially a few that I ended up working with over for many, many years, um, very good friends. And I, I just, I have met like a ton of people, uh, you know, just white people that are terrible, you know, well, maybe not a ton, but uh, I I honestly can't say that I've ever even ever met someone that was black that I had any issues or problems with. So anyway, I, I this I, I don't know exactly how to really verbalize what, I, what I'm trying to do, but I I, I know that people are not born racist. People are through their experiences, through possibly, well, not even possibly, their parents have a huge influence on this and, uh, you know, the, how they're brought up and, and friends of theirs are, is, are a large influence. And the best thing I can hope to, you know, there's a lot of talk in the news and the media, Facebook, Instagram about, you know, of course, you know, Black Lives Matter, that that's it's it's very important to, you know, say something when something is not right you are nearby or something's going on you should speak up um do something about it uh i i have at times when when i saw something being done whether it was to a woman to a black person to whatever so uh and and you know there's there's a limit to what what each of us can do but i think if everyone does that kind of thing I, th- this needs to stop. So, um, and, and just when you think about uh, science fiction, you think about the future, you think about Star Trek, you know, there's there's a lot of sci-fi. Sci-fi kind of falls into categories, right? Th- you know, there's, there's a lot of sci-fi that's out there that thinks the world's going to end and, you know, the apocalyptic type of sci-fi, you know, and that could be anywhere from like Planet of the Apes to a virus or a meteor wipes us out or or zombies, or, or or whatever. But then there's a few, and and Star Trek's probably the main one, that 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 has this idea that the future things will be better, that we won't see each other in these differences. You know that 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 we'll see each other just as people, and 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 what you say and what you do will define you you and your character, and not just the way you appear. Um, I think about that, Tom. Oh, there's there's so many good examples of this. There's an Outer Limits episode for, or was it Twilight Zone? Outer Outer Limits. Boy, I'm blanking. The the one basically where they, they it's done in shadows, and 
Um, it's Twilight Zone. It's not Outer Limits. Uh, but um, and I can't remember the name of it. I, oh, it's called. I think it's called Eye of the Beholder. Um, but um, basically, beauty. Basically, the the take of it is beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and th- this is it's a great episode. And if you've never seen it, seek it out. I'm sure you can find it somewhere online or whatever. But um, but it's done in shadows, and it's sort of in a hospital. And you don't really see anyone for a lot of the episode. And and basically, there's this woman in a hospital, and they're going to take her bandages off. And and they talk like, oh, well, we've worked to try to fix her and make her more presentable. And I, I, I don't remember exactly how they worded in the different scenes. But so you, you get this idea that, uh, you know, you're going to, you know, it was somebody that was maybe disfigured, right? And they've tried to, you know, maybe through plastic surgery, fix her. And, and make her look better. And and the twist here on this whole thing, and if you've seen this, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, the twist is that when they finally reveal her face, she's, uh, I think it's the actress, what was her name, that played Ellie Mae on Beverly Hillbillies. If you guys know that show, she was a very beautiful woman. I mean, by most standards, she would be considered to be in, in you know, the earth and modern society, a very beautiful woman and, and so on. So, but when they pull her bandages off, that's what she looks like. And everybody's in horror, right? Everybody's like freaked out that, oh, she's so ugly. She's so, you know, messed up. And, oh, you know, our little latest surgery didn't work and all that. But then they basically they show they reveal the faces of everybody else. And the twist is everybody else has these weird sort of like pig like what we would consider ugly faces. We would consider them ugly. Right. So the the point of this episode and what I'm getting to is that, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder in that when a society is like this, where our standards say, well, she's beautiful, everybody else is ugly, but no, because you don't look like everybody else, you are the outcast. So you don't look like everyone else. And I'm using this as kind of a roundabout analogy with, you know, black, black, you know, situation of black people, you know, that, well, you know, I'm I'm a white guy, I'm a white cop, I'm an authority. You don't look like me, so you're a problem or you're, you know, I've already got this prejudiced or racist attitude about you because you don't look like me and that needs to end. And and I'm just I'm so just I I can't even imagine um that, you know my my, you know, thoughts go out to the families of of the victims over, you know, the recent one and all of the previous and you know, all I can say is I, I I truly think that everyone just needs to speak up when you see something that's not being um, not right. And and that's, you know, for for us of, you know, white people, I mean, that's that's the first step of many steps. But and I and I hope this has come off, you know, the way I intend it. Um, I, you know, like I said, I, I, I think, <laughs> There's, a, there's this poster out there, and, and you can find it on a uh, picture of it, but I, I joke around with my wife and other people sometimes that I, I, I everything that I, I, I ever learned in, in life, I learned from Star Trek, and there's a a, a good sliver of truth in that. I, I've said it before on, on, on the podcast, but my, my father passed away when I was fairly young, like 10. I was actually nine and a little couple months from my 10th birthday, and my mother got eventually remarried, but... The interesting thing about what I wanted to say related to this is that, you know, for we, uh, my family, either I have a younger brother and a, and a younger than my brother, sister. But for for boys, for guys, I you know, your father is obviously a, a huge role model, right? A huge uh, figure for you to look to for for the way you'll become. And and, you know, the fact that I was almost 10 by that point certainly cemented you know, a lot of my father's values in me, but, um, but Star Trek did as well, because it was kind of actually about at that point that I started to watch Star Trek reruns and, and really get into the show. And I, and I've said this before that the, the main three characters on Star Trek, Spock, Kirk, McCoy, really form kind of this basically full individual, perfect person. You have the leadership, um, you know, of Kirk, and and a lot of the humanity, you know, although there's a lot of that in McCoy and McCoy's obviously a lot of the emotion and the heart 
and then you have the logic and the science side of things with Spock. But but all those 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 three characters and the way they interacted with themselves, the way they interacted with other members of the crew, aliens, planet uh, people on different planets that they would go and visit, that, that really had an impact on me. And subsequent Trek shows did as well, but maybe not as much. So I want to play two clips for you. Uh, I'll play this first one, uh, and then I'll play another one. There's one from the original series that always... Uh, seems very appropriate i'll just put it that way right now uh this is from a third season epic yeah rick 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 rico can't talk right now uh i can't talk um let that be your last battlefield this is third season episode one of the better ones from that season the 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 episode here if you're not familiar with the title or you don't know it very well this is the episode frank gorshin stars or guest stars, sorry, in, in it, and and there's two two characters that come um, aboard the Enterprise, and, and the point of this episode, it's 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 really a fairly in your face episode about racism, and and there's they, uh, you know, the Enterprise comes across the, this group of uh, of people, these aliens, and and the point is, um, they look to us pretty quickly the same. They're they're very dramatically their faces. Uh, painted one side black, one side white. Well, the, the the thing about this episode that's interesting is that, and I can't even remember anymore if I ever noticed it when I first saw it, but they're opposite. One of them has um, is painted, his, his face, not painted well, it's supposed to be a skin color, but it's obviously makeup on the show, um, has, has his left side is black, and the other guy, his left side is white. And, and two, you know, to the Enterprise crew, and Kirk mentions it, uh, you know, in a clip in, in in part of the episode, he says something like, "Well, you know, they're they're like at war with each other. These two, almost what to us looks like pretty much the same species, same to people, but but just because one has a flip of the color of their skin, and and it's it's very very appropriate, I think, and it 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 just shows the sort of like." just craziness of, you know, the appearance of someone being how you, how they're defined, how you treat them, how you act with them, I I think is, is, is crazy. And, and, and just, you know, we need to definitely all, um, that doesn't, we can't do that. So anyway, um, I feel like I'm, I'm going to put my soapbox away here in a minute. Sorry, but um, I guess I shouldn't apologize. I think this is important. And I debated about whether or not to do this today or not. But I but I think I, I felt like eventually I wanted to and I didn't want to. I also didn't want anyone to think that, you know, I never talk about anything, you know, uh, at this level or, or I'm a. will I'll say one thing. and I'll find this clip here and play it for you from Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. But um there's a lot of things that I take very serious in my life, and uh, but I'm kind of goofy, you know. Truthfully, it probably doesn't come off on the podcast as much, but I, I, I like to joke around and goof around a lot. But this subject, particularly, um, is something that I take uh, very seriously, and I think is is something that everyone needs to be uh, thinking about and trying to do anything that we can do to help, uh, or or um, you know, just whatever we can do. So anyway, here is a, a bit of Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. Rats. I can assure you, Commissioner, that uh, our minds will not be twisted, not by Loki, nor by you. It is obvious to the most simple-minded that Loki is of an inferior breed. The obvious visual evidence, Commissioner, is that he is of the same breed as yourself. Are you blind, Commander Spock? Well, look at me. Look at me. You're black on one side and white on the other. I am black on the right side. I fail to see the significant difference. Loki is white on the right side. All of his people are white on the right side. Commissioner. Perhaps the experience of my own planet Vulcan may set an example of some value to you. Vulcan was in danger of being destroyed by the same conditions and characteristics which threatened to destroy Sharon. We were once a people like yourselves, wildly emotional, 
often committed to irrationally opposing points of view, leading, of course, to death and destruction. Only the discipline of logic saved my planet from extinction. Commander Spock, I am delighted that Vulcan was saved, but you cannot expect loci and people like him to act with self-discipline any more than you can expect the planet to stop orbiting its sun. Let loci state his grievances. Hear him. Listen to him. Maybe he can change. Maybe he wants he to change. change. Change is the essential process of all existence. For instance, the people of Sharon must have once been monocolored. You mean like both of you? There must have I allowed your fellow countrymen here simply as a courtesy. And you see how this killer repays you, as he repays all his benefactors. Benefactors? He's a liar. He raided our homes, tore us from our families, herded us together like cattle, and then sold us as slaves. They were savages, Captain. We took them into our hearts, our homes. We educated them. Yes, just education enough to serve the master race. You were the product of our love. You repaid us with murder. Why should a slave show mercy to the enslaver? Slaves? That was changed thousands of years ago. You were freed. Freed? Were we free to be men? Free to be husbands and fathers? Free to live our lives in equality and dignity. Yes, you were free if you knew how to use your freedom. You were free enough to slaughter and to burn all the things that had been built. I tried to break the chains of a hundred million people. My only crime is that I failed. To that I do plead guilty. There is an order in things. He asks for utopia in a day. Can't be done. Not in a day. And not in ten times ten thousand years, by your thinking. To you, we are a loathsome breed who will never be ready. Genocide for my people is the plan for your utopia. Oh, insane, filthy little plotter of ruin. You vicious subverter of every decent thought. Oh, you're coming back to pay for your crimes. I know you and all those with whom you are plotting to take power permanently. When I return to Sharon, you will understand what power is. I will have armies of followers. It is now very clear that you know each other extremely well, gentlemen. The only service this ship can offer is to bring you together. It is not a battlefield. Captain, I led revolutionaries, not criminals. I demand political asylum. This ship is a sanctuary. I'll tell you once more. For you, this ship is a prison. Captain. It is imperative that you return Lokai to Sharon for judgment. Commissioner Sharon is not a member of the Federation. No treaties have ever been signed. Your demand for possession of this prisoner cannot be honored. There are no extradition procedures to allow it. Is that clear, Commissioner Beale? Captain, I hope you will be sensible. How do you mean? Cooperation? I cannot take sides. Yeah, so, you know, pretty powerful stuff. The the one little difference, of course, in Trek, you know, they have that uh, good old pesky prime directive a bit. Um, you know that they can't really get involved, but the, you know, the the point of what this episode does, let that be your last battlefield from uh, the third season of the original series, is, of course, pointing out the absurdity, uh, this racism that these uh, two peoples have held on to for so long and Spock points out, you know, that they're, they're basically the same species, you know, of course, and that this, this is, you know, just their hate for each other. They're just keeping it going for really no, um, reasonable reason. So, uh, the other clip that I was going to play for you or that I will play here in a minute, uh, is this of course is a, is a probably the quintessential, um, quintessential, 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 I think, uh, episode that Trek hits this on. Now, a couple of things I wanted to point out, obviously the original series, uh, Gene Roddenberry tried to do, um, as much as he could, you know, to, to put, you know, you had Uhura, of course, which is the classic thing of, uh, or the classic example of, of a black woman on the bridge of the enterprise. And he, and he put her in that position. A lot of you have heard the story from Michelle Nichols about, um, uh, Martin Luther King, you know, you know, Nichelle wanted to quit the show. You know, she felt like she was just 
you know, she didn't really have a lot to do, honestly. You know, and when you go beyond the original three, you know, Kirk, Spock, McCoy, um, most of the rest of the cast, unlike the subsequent Trek series where they did start to use and give some of the other cast members a lot more to do, uh, you know, the show in the 60s did focus on those main three. Um, but um, Nichelle wanted to quit the show, and, and Martin Luther King had basically there's a the story that Nichelle always tells at cons and things over the years is that he said, you can't quit. You know, basically you're an example, even just being there amongst, you know, a lot of frankly white guys, one alien Vulcan, an Asian guy, you know, a Russian guy, uh, a Scottish guy, but anyway, a lot of guys and, uh, but a black woman on the bridge of that ship in the future, you know, he said, it's, it's important. You need to show that, that in the future, these, you know, what what we're still facing, uh, and this was during the '60s, and what we're still facing today, it it it, it eventually doesn't. It's not there anymore. Um, and again, only you can, stopping the cycle, learning, you know, teaching kids to um, treat others with respect and kindness, and and the same as as no matter what they look like, fat, thin, black, white, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, it just doesn't matter. Now, if they're jerks. Or if they're good people, then you can kind of decide how they how they respond to you. Uh, but um, anyway, um, but this other clip, of course, this is from season six of uh, DS9, and you had Ben Cisco, of course, um, the head of Deep Space Nine, a black man there. Uh, great, uh, great series. You know, probably one of probably I would say certainly the deepest, richest of the Trek series in a way. Uh, but this episode, far beyond the stars from season six, you know, the premise of this episode, and, and I put a clip up on the Treks and Sci-Fi Facebook group, but uh, is is um, there's a vision that Cisco has from the prophets. He's kind of thrust back into this role of, of a science fiction, a black man who is a science fiction writer in, in the 50s. And, and, and the, you know, this clip, Avery Brooks just... You know, it, it's just shocking to me that for this episode or, or a lot of the other work that he did on this show, I don't think he ever won an Emmy. And it's just this, this, he just, he's, he's amazing. He's just amazing. And, uh, that's just a tragedy somewhat, uh, you know, but this episode, by the way, is also directed. I know I've covered this on the podcast this whole episode, so I won't say a whole lot, but, um, directed by Avery Brooks as well. So point of this episode is that, um, you know, a black writer in, in the 50s, even for science fiction, there's prejudice. There's prejudice against him being a black man trying to write. Um, and and the, the clip kind of focuses all around the the main editor guy, um, Rene Aubergenois, playing him. He, he basically has been told that one of Benny, who's the character that uh, Cisco's playing, that Avery's playing, uh, they won't publish one of his stories. And, and it's very obvious that it doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the writing, the story, the work. It has to do with that he's a black man. And uh, and that just, you know, there's a, this is a great scene. Avery just gives it his all. And so watch, watch or watch, or, well, you can watch it anytime. <laughs> but it, listen to this, and then I'll come back after this one, and we'll kind of wrap things up. It's about time. Douglas, magazine. There isn't any magazine. Not this month, anyway. Mr. Stone had the entire run pulped. He can't do that. Oh, he can? And he did. He believes, quote, this issue did not live up to our usual high standards, unquote. Well, what's that supposed to mean? It means he didn't like it. Which means... The public will simply have to get along without any incredible tales this month. What exactly is it that he did not like? The, the, the artwork, the, uh, the layout? Uh, what high standards is he talking about? Oh, I, it's about my story, isn't it? That's what this is all about. He didn't want to publish my story. And we all know why. Because my hero is a colored man. Hey, this magazine belongs to Mr. Stone. If he doesn't want to publish this month, we don't publish this month. End of story. That doesn't make it right, and you know it. Don't tell me what I know. Besides, it's not about what's right. It's about what is. 
And I'm afraid I've got some more bad news for you, Benny. Mr. Stone has decided that your services are no longer required here. What? You're firing me? I have no choice, Benny. It's his decision. Well, you can't fire me. I quit. To hell with you! And to hell with Stone! Try to stay calm, Benny. No, I'm tired of being calm. Calm never got me a damn thing. I'm warning you, Benny, if, if you don't stop this, I'm going to call the police. You go ahead, call them! Call anybody you want. They can't do anything to me. Not anymore. And nor can any of you. My human being. Damn it. You can deny me all you want. But you cannot deny Ben Sisko exists. That future, that space station, all those people, they exist in here. In my mind, I created it. And every one of you know it. You read it. It's here. You, you, you hear what I'm telling you? You can pop a story, but you cannot destroy an idea. Don't you understand? That's ancient knowledge. You cannot destroy an idea. That future, I created it, and it's real. Don't you understand? It is real. I created it, and it's real. Yeah, super, really just so powerful. Avery's just amazing. You know, and that episode is, is you know, one of the best of Trek by far. And and this is, again, you know, when I put this post up of this, this particular clip the other day, you know, I, I this is what I wrote. I wrote, so powerful and so real. This is why I love Star Trek and what it stands for. Equality for all. I mean, the... The just the idea that you could just ignore everything else about a person except just the way they look, color of their skin, you know, uh, like I was mentioning that the way they they dealt with it in that Twilight Zone episode is is it's just crazy. It's just so makes me sad. And I hope things get better. I, I, you know, again, the most that I can say and do is is. You know, when you see something wrong, point it out, do something um, and and just, you know, be kind and teach your kids, you know, the right values and let them watch Star Trek. You know, it's uh, there's there's so much um, value in that and, and, and talk talk to them. But um, all right. Soapbox off. I hope that was I hope that was interesting for you guys. Well, not exactly the best word interesting, but I. I just felt pretty strongly that I had to do something uh, in the wake of everything. And it's just, it's very hard to talk about in a, you know, to, or to get a handle or your arms around or, or think about. But um, especially when it's, for me, at least personally, you know, as, as, a, as a basically, obviously a white guy, I, I can never quite understand you know, what a black person goes through or has gone through, whether, you know, now, now currently or in the past or anything, but, um, I'll do what I can, I guess is, is all I can say is all anyone can do. But, uh, um, okay. So again, um, different kind of, uh, podcast this week, but I think a good one, an important one. And I, I did actually like talking about that. I hope you guys enjoyed the show and we'll get back to kind of a regular routine. I think next week, I don't really have the rest of the month schedule laid out. I'll see if I can get a guest cast next week. Um, I know we're going to do a game, another gaming session with uh, the Star Wars Stacks folks, or I'm going to be doing that, uh, do another Star Wars RPG thing. Maybe we'll put one of those out on the feed. Um, but, um, yeah, this episode went longer than I thought, but I think uh, I, I do like the the way it turned out. Did it a little later in the day after all that, <laughs> all that crazy yard work. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and, and why is it when you want to get rid of like this, some nasty growth or bushes or things you don't want that somehow grew somewhere and you never planted, how come they always are all filled with thorns? I got, I got poked so many times, Ugh. even with gloves and, and trying to be careful. But, uh, 
I, I guess that's nature's way of saying, no, you're not going to rip me out of here. But yes, I am. And, I, and we did. So we got a lot more to do, but it was a start. So uh, everyone take care. I hope you're, uh, again, as I said earlier on, I hope everybody's doing well. Stay safe. Uh, be, be kind. Be nice to people. Um, help people if you can. Uh, of any, you know, whoever, you know, there's a lot of people that need help these days in different ways, you know, uh, and, and do whatever you can do. Um, just, just a quick phone call to somebody you have maybe talked to in a while, you know, uh, that, that's always good. So, um, take care, take care of yourselves, take care of the people, you know, and, uh, Trex and sci will be back next week. And I think, uh, that should do it. Uh, and, um, yeah. When did they make the strange new worlds, uh, series announcement? I think I've talked about that. That's, that's exciting, isn't it? That's going to be cool. Can't wait to see a Pike uh, Enterprise series. I mean, oh, ugh, finally, finally back on the on a ship and, and a more Trek kind of like show. I mean, I love Picard. I thought it was great. Discovery's great. But um, I, I have to say, I'm very much looking forward to an Enterprise-based show with Pike. Uh, I think Anson Mount is going to do fine or has done fine so far and is going to do great. So, all right, I'm out of here. Everyone, take care of yourselves. I will talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.